Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to bring you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about some simple ways to prevent cheating in your classroom. Now, we all know that cheating is a really big problem, and especially as you get into older grades. And I hope that no matter where you teach, whether you teach in public, private, Christian school, that you realize that this is an issue, that it probably is happening in your classroom and that you're working hard to prevent it when you can. And I hope that you don't think, look at this, as just a completely lost cause because as Christian teachers, we should be promoting integrity whenever we can. And so it is absolutely worth it to do everything we can to prevent cheating in our classrooms. And I like to think about preventing cheating in this way. We do not want to make our classrooms a place where it's easy to cheat, where that temptation is huge, where answers are staring students in the face and they're put in a tough situation where it's so easy to cheat, to lose your integrity. We want to make our classrooms a place where it's very difficult to cheat, where students want to cheat on a test. They have to try really hard to do it. And so that's the goal. We want to make cheating as difficult as possible. We want to help students keep integrity as much as they can. Obviously, there's students, there are, there's always going to be that student that is going to purposely, you know, try to cheat. But a lot of students easily fall into cheating because we make it way too easy for them. And so we want to do what we can to prevent it and obviously to be on the lookout for it um, and to be aware um, when it does happen. So let's talk about some simple ways to prevent cheating in our classroom. First one is to simply require a cover sheet. This is so easy. Just require students to use a blank sheet of paper to cover their answers as they take the test. But one caveat, make sure it's a blank sheet of paper. And I even would walk around during the test and make sure there's nothing written on them. But just having a blank sheet of paper and asking them to cover their answers really, once again, if answers are just sitting out on the desk, It's so tempting, but if they're covered, obviously it's not quite as easy. Number two, require students to clear their desk when taking a test or quiz or any type of formal assessment. Simply require the students to clear their desk of everything except the test, their cover sheet, and a pen or pencil. If they're allowed to keep books or other items on their desk, that is, you're just providing an easy place to hide a cheat sheet or whatever else they want to have. So definitely, if you require them to completely clear their desk, it clears your line of sight. You can see everything really easily, and there's not anything to hide behind, or at least not as easily. Number three, Don't allow cell phones during test times. So even if you typically allow students to use cell phones, if you incorporate them into your class, don't let them have them at their desk during test times. I mean, you're just asking them to make it easy to cheat, right? Even if they, if you're sitting at your desk and they have a cell phone in their pocket, it's so easy to just take it out and, you know, Google answers. And so have a spot where Um, cell phones go during testing times and the student can have it back when they're finished with their test. Number four, walk around the room during testing. I know it's tempting to just sit down at your desk and get some work done while students are taking a test, but one of the best ways to prevent cheating is to walk around the room 
during testing times. Or at the very least, stand up at the podium so you can glance and then just walk around often to keep an eye on what's going on. When you walk around, you see things from different angles and are much more aware of what's going on. It also prevents cheating because students see that you're walking around and they realize that you're paying attention. Now, to make this really practical, if you're saying, I'm not saying that you have to just walk around and do nothing else for 40 minutes. What I would typically do would keep a stack of papers with me. I'd stand up at the lectern with a stack of simple papers to grade and I'd grade. And then I'd walk around with the stack of papers and I'd grade it as I walked around the classroom. So it's not like I simply walked around the classroom for 40 minutes. I would get something done during that time, but I wasn't just sitting up back at my desk Because that's just an invitation to the students that you're not paying attention. Because to be honest, you're probably not, right? So try standing at the podium. Try walking around, even if you're doing work, while you do so. Tip number five is, when possible, have two versions of the test. I didn't do this all the time just because I didn't have time, but especially for something maybe like an exam or a semester or a final exam, create two versions of the test. This is especially helpful when students are in very close quarters. Remember I had a, I had a class where I had three students to one little table and they were just right up on top of each other. So even with cover sheets, there were answers all over the place. So you don't have to recreate any of the questions. Just simply switch up the order. Move around what's in what spot or change up the order of the questions and then give different versions to every other student and that can just make that's that really actually doesn't take that long just once again you're making you're not making up any new questions you're just switching on the order so students can't just glance over and see you know a c d f all right number six don't allow students to get out of their seat or communicate at all so this In other words, you should have different testing procedures than you do for the rest of your class. For example, I would let my students get up and get a tissue without asking. But during a test, it's a different story. It's just way too easy and tempting for students to you know, look around and pick up answers as they walk through the classroom. So I had different requirements during testing time, and I recommend that you do too. For example, require students if they need a tissue during tests, they raise their hand and you bring it to them. You're walking around anyhow, so it's not a problem. Number seven, don't ever let students grade their own work if you're taking it for a grade. So I I know there's different schools of thought on whether you should let other students grade each other's papers. In my school, it was not a problem. Really, it depends on your school and on the culture at your school. But I often let students grade each other's homework or grade quizzes, things like that. That was permissible and not a problem. So Uh, If you're allowed to do that, you can do that. But I don't ever recommend letting students grade their own paper if you're taking it for anything more than a completion or a very minor grade. In other words, don't let students grade their own quizzes. Don't let students grade their own tests. It's just way too tempting to misgrade their own paper. I mean, you're, you're just putting them in a difficult situation. So don't ask them to do it. Exchange in grade or have a teacher's aide help you. And finally, number eight, require students to use a different instrument when grading. So if you're in a situation where it's allowed to exchange and grade papers and grade each other's papers, by the way, I would never do this for big papers like a test, but for minor things like homework or little quizzes, um, if you're allowed to exchange and grade, don't let them use the same 
colored instrument. In other words, if they took the pen, the quiz in pencil, make them grade in pen. If they took the quiz in pen, make them grade in pencil. Otherwise, I'm telling you, there will be students that change each other's answers. They will add a little negative sign. They will change a C to an A on a spelling test. They will do these things. And um, even if they don't do that, it's hard for you to tell. Sometimes it's just hard for you to tell what what's the student putting in the correct answer and what was there originally. So always require them to grade in a different instrument and that the original instrument be off their desk. So for example, if they took the quiz in pencil, make all pencils be off the desk and only pens on the desk. So once again, if you're grading, you just have the paper and a pen. The desk is completely cleared and it's really easy to see what's going on. I hope these tips are just helpful for you and get you thinking in the right direction about how to prevent cheating. If you have your own ideas, we would love to hear them at teachfortheheart.com slash cheating. I also wanted to share just an exciting thing that we've been working on recently. We've been creating some awesome teacher t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve tees, and I'd love for you guys to check them out. We've got some new exciting designs out there for you. You can check those out at teachfortheheart.com slash t-shirts. Looking forward to bringing you guys so many new things in the next coming weeks, and I hope that you have a great week this week. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.